ברוכים הבאים רבותיי, ערב שבת קודש, הקסטומס תלוין דה הפטרה. These שיעורים have been sponsored generously by Freddy Kassab and his wife Yvette. דעדו נשמת יעקב בצרה, יצחק בן מזל, רוח השם תניחם בגן עדן, אמן. הפטרה is הפטרת כי תצא. כי תצא is the same הפטרה that the Sephardim read בפרשת נוח. The prophet is Yeshayahu, the Perek uh, is Nundal, it is a small Haftarah, it is only 10 Pesukim, which is the minimum that a Haftarah can be. <coughs> the Haftarah, interestingly enough, we know it's part of the series of Shavdin Hamata, the seven Haftarot of Consolation, this would be number five. <coughs> Strangely enough, uh, this Haftarah was said not at the time of the destruction. This was said actually before the destruction of the first Beit HaMikdash. The other prophets were all prophesizing <coughs> doom and destruction. And uh, the prophet Yeshaya, that was known to be the prophet of Nehama, he, uh, even at the time when the prophets was predicting what's going to happen about the destruction of Yerushalayim and the Galut, so he just wanted to let everybody know that but it's going to get better, that after... After the destruction, things will get better, which is interesting. The Nehama was coming even before anything happened. And the Prophet is already, you know, patting them and saying, you know, everything will be fine. Although whatever the other Prophets are saying is going to come true, but nonetheless, uh, there's, hope, uh, there's hope after. <coughs> the reason why we read this for Parashat Noah is a no-brainer. It's because of the last, uh, the last Pasuk, or Pasuk Tet, actually makes a reference to Men Noah. Uh, the flood of Noah. We'll see what that has to do with the Nehama, but that's you know an easy one when you get to Parashat Noah. Uh, why they chose it? The reason why they chose it this week again, we don't really have to find the connection to the Parashat. When it comes to Shabda Nehamata, the connection is to the Zman, not necessarily to the Parashat Shavuah. You know, although you know if you wanted to be uh, you know imaginative. He could probably find a connection. The end of the parashah talks about uh, Amalek. Kimachot, Timchayet, Zecher, Amalek. And uh, that's talking about when Mashiach comes. You're going to have the final, you know, Kiyad al-Kesiyam al-Hamal Hashem ba'amalek. And that's what the Prophet is talking about over here also. At the time we're going to see tonight, the third Beit HaMikdash they're going to talk about. So therefore, there would be a connection right from the Maftir straight into the Haftarah. The Maftir talks about when Amalek will be destroyed. And after that goes into that moment also, which, uh, which is a simple connection. Roni Akara lo yalada. amar adunai. So, Bnei uh, Israel, the prophet, refers to them as uh, Akara. Akara is referring to uh, barren. In the time of the Gadut, Yerushalayim at least was barren from all its inhabitants. Like an Isha Akara that doesn't have any children. Lo uh, Yalada doesn't have uh, any, any offspring. That, that, that is a, it was not at the time that he said it. This is talking about what's going to happen at the time of the destruction. But he said, don't worry, Roni Akara. That one day the Akara is going to run It's going to be able to sing. Lo yalada, pishi, open your mouth, meaning out loud. Rina, in rejoicement. Vitzahali, tzahali is 
and sing in a loud voice, Yerushalayim, Lo Hala, which means you never went through birth pains because you didn't have any children, uh, but those, which means basically this first person was saying, the city that was barren without anybody one day is going to be filled again with people. Kirabim bene shomema me bene be'ula. Bene shomema are those children of the uh, desolation, which is us. And bene be'ula, that's like the, uh, the landlord. The be'ula, that's the one that has many children, which is the goyim. So the prediction of the prophet is that there's going to come a day where Rabbim bene shomema me bene be'ula. That there'll be more bene shomema, which is us, the children of the desolation, more than bene be'ula, the goyim, which were very, um, you know, there was, there, there, there was a lot of them. Uh, the Gemara Berachot, just to remind you of the Gemara that we learned in, uh, in the Dafa Yomi, uh, the Gemara said, Roni Akara Lo Yalada, because Lo Yalada Roni, Grissim. And the Gemara said, yes, because we, the Jewish people, do not give birth to children that go to Gehinam, meaning Lo Yalada Banim the Gehinam. It's based really on today's Daf that we did that uh, quite the one opinion we saw that afilu rekanim shebahem meleim mitzvot shil kerimon ve'en ur shil gehinam sholetet bahem and therefore the Gemara Berachot is saying on this pasuk yeah, roni akra lo yalad abanim legehinam therefore you can rejoice there's a connection between today's daf Amar Hashem the time that we come back to Eretz Yisrael is going to be an expansion because all the Jews are going to come from all over the world so the tent that's the way the dwelling is, it's going to be expanded. So the Prophet says, You know, widen the tent. The tent is where you're going to be uh, dwelling. The, the ot is the covering of the tent of the Mishkanim. Spread them out. Do not uh, refrain from doing this. Because there's going to be so many people coming back, you need all the space. It's referring to the expansion of Eretz Yisrael and Yerushalayim. Ha'arichi metaraich. Metaraich is the, the ropes. The ropes, you know, when you have a tent, you have to put it on the ropes to, to, to stretch it out in order to tie the yiriot. Vitedotaich uh, hazeki. And vitedotaich literally means the pegs. The pegs that you put the tent. Again, it's not a real tent of it. It's a mashal. They're comparing Eretz Yisrael to one big tent. And they're saying, when Mashiach comes, you're going to have to expand the whole... Uh, country because it's going to be a lot of people take the stakes that's the right word, the stakes that they peg in the ground in order to make the tent, uh, the tent uh, sturdy so it's saying alright, we cannot uh, go a few pesukim of the great uh, of the great Benish Hai Benish Hai says a beautiful thought on the words hazeki. There's two words in the Hebrew language that sound similar, but they are diametrically opposed. One pasuk is, one word is the word kadosh, or kedushah, which is holiness, something that's very, 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 you know, lofty. And then you have another word that's called kadesh, or kedeshah, and that's hasbe shalom, zona, that's uh, kadesh. Kadeshah is uh, somebody that commits, you know, hasbe shalom, immorality. And what's the difference between the two words? The vav. Kadosh has a vav, take the vav away, and you have 
Kadesh. And the, uh, the Rav Ben Ishchai says that Kedoshim Tehiyu, Borei Olam asks for us to be Kedoshim, but Hasbe Shalom, if we do not have holiness and we commit acts of immorality, Borei Olam takes the Vav out of Kedushah, and all the deeds that we do from the Kedushah goes to the Sitra Hara. It goes to the, to the other side. From the Kadosh becomes Kadesh. And uh, the key is the letter Vav. Uh, we know that Yosef HaSadiq, for example, his greatness was the Kedushah. Yes, Sadiq is referring to the Yesod. If you remember by Yosef, it says, Paro made for him Begdeshesh. You know, very, very royal clothes, but it's called Begdeshesh. And the Benish Hai says, Koshesh is six, which is the letter Vav. Because he did not succumb to Kadesh. He added the Vav to his name through the temptation that he did not succumb to. So therefore, they make for him Vayalbesh Oto Begdeshesh. That's the Vav. So therefore, the Pasuk could be hinting to us that a Yated, a stake that you put in the ground, it's a peg. What does it look like? Which letter of the Hebrew alphabet? The letter Vav. So therefore, the Navi is giving us a remez of how to bring Mashiach. Do not minimize the Yated. Make sure the, uh, you don't go to the Kadesh. Make sure you put the Vav in Kadesh. Strengthen it, which is really going to be the test at the end of time, as we know. At the end of time, the Nisiyon is going to be sins of Znut and morality and things like that. So therefore, he's reminding us the Vav. Don't forget the Kiyamin Usmol Tefrosi. You're going to flourish to the right and to the left, uh, which means the enemies to your right and to the left, you're going to expand all the countries. You're going to inherit the, all the countries to the east and to the west. Those cities, Israel that remained barren and desolate, Yoshivu. Yoshivu means they're going to return, they're going to return to be flourishing cities. Uh, this pasuk over here is very, very ripe for, uh, for Derash. So let's go one at a time. Yaminu Smol Tefrosi. The Benish Chai writes that. We have three Hagim. The three Hagim are Pesach, Shavuot, and Sukkot. Interestingly enough, he compares the three Hagim to what it says in the first Mishnah, Pirkei Avot, or second Mishnah. He says, those three actually connect the Shalosh Regalim. Why? Torah is Shavuot. Avodah is the Korbanot. That's Korban Pesach. And Gemilut Hasadim is Sukkot, because we know after Yom Kippur, there's a tremendous amount of Hasadim that come down into the world. So therefore, that's represented in the three, uh, the three Hagim. And that's why when Bil'am wanted uh, to curse the Jewish people, and then he wasn't able to, the donkey tells Bil'am, Lamma zehikitani shalosh regalim. But the donkey was saying, you're trying to destroy a uh, people that keep the Shalosh Regalim. Uh, it seems that the Shalosh Regalim actually, when we, keep, when we keep it correctly, there's a, uh, a protection for Klai Yisrael. 
But at the time of the Hurban, I think we read this in the three Haftarot of Puranut, uh, Yeshaya, the same prophet said, Remember the prophet said, God said, I have no interest uh, about your holidays. I'm not interested not only that, but I, I despise the holidays. And until the Mashiach comes, we really don't celebrate the holidays correct because we have no Korban Pesach. And, you know, En Torah, Ketorah, and of course, Sukkot is mainly in the Beit HaMikdash with Nisuch HaMayim. So we really don't have the holidays uh, correct. The, um, the holidays, two of them are on the 15th of the month. Pesach is on the 15th, and Sukkot is on the 15th also. And Shavuot is on the 6th of uh, Sivan. So he says, uh, that's the Shetevot Hayu. Hayu is here. Yud, which is 15, and Vav, which is uh, the sixth of the month. So it says in the Pasuk, he says, the Avraham hayo legoy gadol. Why is Avraham going to be goy gadol? The Avraham hayo, because he has hayo. He has the He and the Yud, which is 15, which is Sukkot and Pesach, and the Vav, which is Shavuot. Avraham Avinu's nation is going to be flourishing and prosperous, why? Abraham Hayo, because he's going to have the Hayo, he's going to have the three Hagim. But if you remember when we learned that prophet in the in Yeshaya, what did he say? Hoi Goy Hote. The Hayo turned into Hoi. But Allah says, Goy Hote, the holidays. Hey, Bab and Yud, Goy Hote turned into Hote. So he comes along and he says, the Rav over here, that when Mashiach comes, Yamin Usmon Tefrosi. What is Yamin Usmon Tefrosi? So Yamin refers to Chokmah, which is the Torah on one side, and the Simol is Oshe, like we say, Orech Yamin Bimina, Ubismola Oshe Vechabod. When Mashiach comes, Yamin Usmon, you're going to have both sides. You're going to have Orech Yamin, Kim Hayyan of Orech Yamin, which is Torah, Chokmah, and you're going to have Oshe Vechabod. And what's going to happen? The Hasub comes along and predicts. Asuk comes along and says, Ki goyim yirash. goyim? Goyim is otiyot gimal yom. Gimal yom. You're going to inherit the three days. The first day of Sukkot, the first day of Pesach, and of course there's only one day of Shavuot. That's going to be our berachah, that we're going to get the return of gimal yom of the three, of the three holidays. So that's one beautiful way of understanding the Pasuk. However, the Benish Chai over here, uh, he brings uh, many, many uh, other variations. Uh, we'll, say, um, we'll say one, uh, which is a beautiful one, based on uh, the Tikkuni HaZohar that we're reading now. In the Tikkunim, it's a beautiful Tikkun, beautiful Tikkun. Rabotai. So it says that... Uh, you have the three days of the week, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Sunday, we know in the Kabbalah, is the day of Chesed. Everybody loves Sunday. Everybody hates Monday. Monday is Givuram. Monday is Yibidatadim. And Tuesday is the best day of the week. Tuesday, we know, is Kitov. Kitov twice. Uh, the Tikkunah Zohar says something incredible. That the first Bet HaMikdash is Keneged Avraham Abinu. Avraham Abinu is Isha Chesed. That's Keneged Sunday, the first day of the week. 
that's considered the Bet HaMikdash, which is Chesed. And what did it say on the first day of the week? I don't like to say Sunday, because that's a goy term. Yom Rishon. What did it say on the first day of creation? Kitov. And uh, Kitov is actually five letters. Chaf, Yud, Tet, Vav, Bet. And we know that in the first Bet HaMikdash, not only was it a tremendous Chesed, the first Bet, the first Bet was magnificent. It was built by Shilom HaMelech. It was filled with Chesed. And there was five miracles that happened in the first Bet HaMikdash that did not happen in the second Bet HaMikdash. So the first Bet HaMikdash was connected to Avraham Avinu Chesed. But we know that the first Bet HaMikdash got destroyed. The second Bet HaMikdash is connected Yom Shini. Yom Shini already we know is Givurah. Givurah is connected Yitzhak. And on the second day, as you know, it did not say Kitov in the Torah. And therefore those five, Chaf, Yud, Tet, Vabet, those five miracles that happened in the first Bet HaMikdash did not happen in the, in the second Bet HaMikdash. Furthermore, we also know that on Yom Sheni is the day of divisiveness. That's when God divided the Rakiyah, right? Yihi Rakiyah, Yihi Mavdil. We know the second Bet HaMikdash was destroyed because of Havdalah, because of Sinat Hinam, because there was Pirud amongst the people. The second Bet HaMikdash was not like the first Bet HaMikdash. The second Bet HaMikdash was on uh, was Monday, connected to Sakabin. However, the Ben Yishai says that the third Bet HaMikdash is already connected to Yaakov, which is Tuesday. And that already, it says Kitov twice. Which means Pa'amayim uh, Kitov. So he writes, V'hu connected Yom Shilishi, Shehuchpal bo Kitov. Lachen mezuman le'olam. So that's why it's going to... Uh, remain forever. So therefore, the Benish High learns the Pasuk like this. Abraham Abinu is Yamin, he's Chesed. Yitzhak Abinu is what? Simol, he is Givurah. What is Yaakov? He's both. He's both Yamin and Simol. And therefore the Pasuk is hinting to the third Bet HaMikdash when it says, Yamin usmol tefrotzi. That when is Chesed going to have uh, flourishing? When you have the Midav Yaminu small, who's the Midav Yaminu small? Yaakov Avinu, which is Keneged, Tuesday. And then what does it say? Vezarech Goyim Yirash. Goyim again over here is Rashi Tevot. Gimal Yom. What's the Gimal Yom? What's the third day of the week? The third day of the week is Tuesday. So therefore, Goyim Yirash is Gimal Yom. It's going to be Keneged Yaakov Avinu, which is Keneged Yom Shadishi that says over there. Pa'amayim ki tov. And that's why the Bet HaMikdash and the top of Yaakov Avinu is going to remain le'olmeh olamin. Okay, there's another dirash, uh, but it's Alpi Asod. Uh, we'll, uh, uh, we'll say it uh, in the next Pasuk. Look at the next Pasuk, Rabotai. This is the dirash. The Pasuk says, Al Tid'i. Al Tid'i. Don't be afraid. Jerusalem, went into Galut. And don't think that uh, that the final redemption, that's it, there's not going to be any Galut after that. Which means this is going to be, when the God builds the third Bet HaMikdash, it's going to be final, nothing after that. Kilotevoshi, you don't have to be embarrassed, you don't have to be shamed. Kilotahpili, you don't have to have Hedpa, that's embarrassment, a lot of repetition. All the sins that you did when you were young are going to be forgotten. All the shameful things you did uh, when you were in exile as an almana alone, they're going to be, they're going to be forgotten as well. 
Ki bo'alayich osayich. God is going to make for you. It doesn't say what he's going to make. Hashem sema'ot. Vigo'alech kedosh Yisrael. Elohech ola aresh yikareh. Sorry. Benish Hai says on this pasuk, something beautiful. This is really what we came to say today. This derasha. In order to understand the derash rabotai, there's a famous pasuk. The pasuk is in uh, the Navi, Haggai. Gadol yehye kavod habayet hazeha aharon menarishon. The Navi says, Gadol yehye habayet hazeha aharon yoter menarishon. What is that referring to? Sounds like the last Bet HaMikdash is going to be greater than the first Bet HaMikdash. Uh, and we know that's, that's not true. We know that the second Bet HaMikdash was really not greater than the first. So what does it mean? Gadol aharon min So it sounds like that the Aharon in this Pasuk was referring The Aharon in this Pasuk was referring to the second Bet HaMikdash. But we know that the second Bet HaMikdash was not the Aharon. Bezat Hashem is going to be a Bet HaMikdash after it. But the Pasuk refers to the second Bet HaMikdash as Aharon, which is problematic. Why would it call the second Bet HaMikdash Aharon? It's not Aharon. Yeah, but the Pasuk is not referring to the last. If it was referring to the last one, then you're fine. But it says... This is referring to the two Batemikdash. So we have to find a Mekor. Do we find anywhere in the Torah that the Torah will use the word Aharon, but it doesn't mean the last. You can use the word Aharon, and there's still something that follows it. The Benish, I found it. Where did he find it? You remember when Moshe Rabbeinu came down to, to Egypt? So what did God tell uh, Moshe? You have to make simanim to Paro to show him that you are, uh, you know, you're my agent. So... What is most God tell Moshe Rabbeinu? God says to him that Vehaya im lo yaminu lecha velo yishmeu lekol haot harishon vehaminu lekol haot haacharon. Now listen to the Aharon. Now we know that that wasn't the Aharon because the next pasuk says Vehaya im lo yaminu gam lechne haotot ha'ele velo yishmeu lekol lecha. Take from the waters of the Yeor, throw it on the Yabasha, and it'll turn to blood. So, Baruch Hashem. We know that, so you shouldn't get depressed. Even though the Pasuk says, Aharon, Aharon does not mean Aharon. Aharon means it can be something, something after it. It can be something after, which is going to be the third Bet HaMikdash. There's a beautiful derash on this, Rabotai. When Bnei Yisrael were leaving Mitzrayim, what does it say they did? They took the blood and they put it on the, sure. on the doorposts. So the Pasuk says, hadam lachem leot batim. So the Benish Chai says, hadam, the dam of Moshe Rabbeinu, when he made the siman of the dam to Paro, hadam lachem leot batim, on the batim of the Batim Ekdash. That from the dam of Moshe Rabbeinu, you learn that Aharon doesn't mean Aharon. What's the Batim? The Batim Mikdash. Then how do we know that when the Pazuk says, Gadol yeh, kavod abayt azeh Aharon men arishon, 
It doesn't mean Nacharon. There's going to be something, something after it. Beautiful. The question is, why would the Pasuk call it Nacharon then? Don't call it Nacharon if it's really not the last. The explanation is, it is the last. Because the first two Batim Mikdash were built by humans. And then the other ones were built by Hordos, etc. That's why they were destroyed. However, the last Bet HaMikdash is built by God, so it's the first in that sense, which means it's not connected to the first two Bet HaMikdash. So therefore you can call the first Bet HaMikdash and the second Bet HaMikdash Rishon and Aharon, because those are synthetic. Those are man-made. But the Bet HaMikdash of the Shlishi is going to be, uh, and that's why it's not going to be destroyed. Or... Once we have this Rabotai, now let's go back to the Pasuk. Let's read the Pasuk inside. Al-Tide'i, don't be afraid, Kelote which means don't worry about the destruction of the first Bet HaMikdash. Because you're not going to be ashamed. Why? Because there'll be another Bet HaMikdash that's going to follow it. Shalom Yishayr Halev Le'olam. Therefore, Kiyaharav Yirne Bayit Sheni, there'll be a second one. Ve'gam Bayit Sheni, Al-Tikalmi. Continue the Pasuk. Don't be embarrassed. Why? Kelote Tahpidi. Because you're not going to be shamed for a long time, because it's going to be a bayit shlishi. Why? Boshit alumayich, the busha that you had when you were young, that's the first Bet HaMikdash, is going to be forgotten. I'm, I'm going to forget that I destroyed the first Bet HaMikdash. Alumayich is when you were young. What's going to cause you to forget the first Bet HaMikdash? The second one. Vechirpat al minutayich, after the destruction of the second Bet HaMikdash, the Jewish people were like a widow, and Almanah that was all alone. Not the skinny odd. It's going to be forgotten. Oh, the question is, but what's going to happen with the third bit of Mikdash? So he says, no, the third bit of is never going to be destroyed. Ki bo'alayich osayich. Who's building the third bit of Mikdash? Bo'alayich. Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem sevaot shemo. God himself builds that bit of Mikdash. Kedosh Yisrael elohech olaares yikareh. So therefore you see over here, amazing, amazing, the Hidush uh, of the Beit Yishai, how the three Betamikdash are going to be. So it's although it, it's it's the first of its kind, the third Betamikdash, it's only the third of it the first of its kind, because Kibu Alaih Osaih. It's gonna be fabricated from Hakadosh Baruchu Bihbodo Ubatsmo. Oh, if that's the case, the Navi then comes along and says, Kihi Isha Azuva. Like a lady. Isha Azuva. Mazi Isha Azuva that her uh, husband left her, and she's sitting all alone, and she's depressed because of it. And now all of a sudden, one day the husband calls her back. God's going to call you back one day. We're like a, a lady that the husband abandoned her, and she's just waiting by the window, all the other, maybe he'll come home. So he says, that moment's going to come. That's like the young wife of a, you know, the, the wife of a person's youth, you know, that had a strong uh, love. And then all of a sudden they had a falling out and she was despised. But what's going to happen? One day he'll take her back. Amare lohaich. Bore Olam says, I will return you. And then there will be a geulat Olam. Now the Nabi says here, Berega katon azavtich. What's to this language? I left you only for a rega katon. But I'm going to gather you with great, great, great mercy. What does it mean, Rega Katon? It's for 2,000 years. <laughs> Explanation is that when the third bit, that's going to be rebuilt, it's going to be such a excitement 
that the whole galut is going to seem like it was uh, nothing. It's going to overshadow it. Now when you're in it, it seems like a very long. But retroactively, as great as the Gilad is going to be, it's going to look like rega katon azavtich, that I only left you for a, for a moment. But you have to know, but I want to tell you a story in order to understand this Pasuk. The Pasuk is telling us a, a very, very important hashkafa that even at the time that God leaves us, for the rega katon, for that small amount of time, where there's no hashkafa, it looks like, where we're subject to all the, the troubles, it's a rega katon, but you have to know that's only with the kabanah to bring us to rahamim gedolim. There was a story that took place uh, about a thousand years ago. It happened in one of the cities in Europe. It happened by a rabbi, one of the Baalei Tosafot. One of the rabbis of Tosafot. They actually, he's quoted in Masechet Yibamot, in Daf'ayin Bet. The rabbi is called Rabbi Yitzhak HaLavan. Rabbi Nutam quotes him. Amar Rabbi Yitzhak HaLavan. And the Benish Chai says, well, who's this Rabbi Yitzhak HaLavan? It's like the white, the white man. So he says, there was a story, the Jewish people uh, had the custom in that town, like we have over here, Yom Kippur, Erev Kippur, they make kaparot. So they need to get all the white chickens in the neighborhood in order to go make the kaparot. The Moshel of this city was an anti-Semitic guy, and he said, what are all these chickens? What are all these chickens? Oh, they slaughtered them. He said, oh yeah, right after Yom Kippur, I'm gonna make a, a gezerah, and the Jewish people are not going to be able to withstand it. Okay, but the Jews didn't have no idea. They went to Kippur, they prayed, beautiful holiday. After the holiday, the rabbi is sitting, Rabbi Yitzhak HaLavan, and he's having a Seudah. Seudah Motzei Kippur. All of a sudden, the community members come into his house, and they're all shaking. What's the matter? The Moshe made a Gezerah. We have to bring to him a hundred white chickens. So what's the matter? There's no more white chickens. All the white chickens are gone from Kaparot. We finished the, And if we don't bring him 103 days, finished. We're not invited to live in the city anymore. He said, pack up your bags and go. The Rav knew that this was trouble because the Moshe doesn't change his mind. The rabbi went to speak to him and he said, you know me already. If I make a gezerah, the gezerah, bring, you bring the chickens, otherwise you're, where are they going to get the chickens? He said, go search any of this neighboring towns. You can't find a white chicken. He knew specifically to ask for that because he saw all the chickens that they were making for the kaparot. That I couldn't understand. We just finished Kippur. We just finished Kippur. Now we're going to have this gezerah. So it says he fasted after Kippur and he prayed and he went. And all of a sudden, uh, he has a dream one night and they come to him the dream and they tell him, everything will be fine. Go buy a hundred chickens from the neighboring town. They don't have to be white. Just go buy them. And don't worry, this guy is going to die soon anyway. So he tells the people the next day, and the, the, the Moshe is laughing, where are you going to get the white chicken? He knows there's no white chickens in the whole neighborhood. Go bring a hundred, bring brown ones, yellow ones, purple ones, any color you bring, bring a hundred. He said, Achami wants white ones, bring them. He puts them in the, in the pen over there. He said, tomorrow morning the Moshe says, okay, you got to bring me the chickens tomorrow morning. He says, these chickens are not white. What are you going to do over here? Tomorrow morning we'll see. Sure enough, like the story with the beard, Azab and Azariah, his, uh, his black beard turned white. They woke up the next morning. The Moshel saw with his own eyes, all the chickens turned white. And they knew that it was in the Zikhut of Rabbi Yitzhak. So they nicknamed him Rabbi Yitzhak Halavan. Rabbi Yitzhak Halavan because he was the one that made the, the miracle. And sure enough, 30 days later, the Moshel died. 
and exactly like he saw the dream. So they came to the rabbi, they said, but Rav, if God wanted you know, to do this to us, why did he make the Gezerah after Kippur? We just did you know, such great things. The Gezerah comes right after Kippur. He said, Adraba. He says, the Gezerah was to our benefit. He says, look at this. First of all, the Goim are afraid of us now. They see that the Jewish people are miracle people. They're not going to bother us anymore. Adraba, because we had Kippur, so therefore he said this, Pshad the Pasuk. That sometimes Borei Olam looks like he's leaving us for, for a small amount of time, but it's only It's only that that rega katon is to bring us to Rahamim Gedolim. The reason why I'm telling you this, first of all, that you know who the Bitzakalavan is, one of the Balintos Safon, which is interesting, but also I had the same uh, question. To me, it's very very strange. Baruch Hashem in January. We celebrated the Siyum Mashas. Uh, we had 70,000 people come sit in the freezing cold of Sirut Nefesh. They finished all of the Shas, 2,800 plus pages, and there was Siyumim of Shas for, for a whole month. Every night, this guy's finishing Shas, this guy's finishing. Everywhere you went, there was somebody not making Siyum Masechet, Siyum Mashas. Every single guy tried to Siyum made a big party. We had one. Every, wherever you went, they were, they were celebrating, which was a great thing. And then right after that, you figure that's the Mashiach's going to come this year. And right after all the Siyumim were done, boom, the world was turned upside down. The virus came, the Mashid came, the Magifah came, everything started to get... I said to myself, it can't be. After such a big Kiddush uh, Hashem, such Tamut Torah, explanation is, Rabotai, Berega Katon Azavtich. It's Berega Katon, Borel doing. This is a setup. But the goal is going to be, because it can't be like the rabbi said, after Kippur, this is going to happen to us. I don't know, when you see something terrible happen after a Kshat Ratzon, it can't be terrible. It can't be a bad thing. It has to be a setup for something that's going to be incredibly merciful. And therefore the Nabi comes along and says, But you don't have nothing to worry about. And that's what we're preparing now, Rabotai. We went through this rega, this short little amount of uh, uh, a terrible, terrible time that we had, but we can rest assure that is the the Musar on that Pasuk. Uh, we can explain the Botai, uh, we can explain it, we can explain it, Alpiyam Musar also. This is based on a story that happened to me with the great Sadiq and Gaon of Chaim ben Aliyel. <coughs> Many years ago when I was a youngster, I was in a deal synagogue, and I was uh, leaving the synagogue where Chaim ben Aliyel may live was there. He said, uh, he knew my grandfather very well. He stayed by my grandfather's house. And he said, uh, you're Joseph's grandson, right? I said, yeah. He said, come here. I want to learn with you. I got stuck now. I'm a kid. I want to go play ball. I want to get out of this. I went to shul. He says, don't worry. I only want to learn with you for five minutes, not more. I never heard a rabbi teach for five minutes, and that's it. Sure enough, he set his clock, five minutes. After we finished, we read one Mishnah. I remember exactly where I was sitting in the main synagogue, in deal synagogue. After he said, that's it, go. Go have a good day. Years later, I saw Rav Chaim ben I remember that time he took me in this shul. Of course I remember. I said, well, 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 he's, I was trying to teach you a lesson 
Five minutes is five minutes, which means oh, we always say, ah, we have five minutes. Kapara, what can you do? You learned the Mishnah. Mishnah five minutes. I, I gave you eternity in five minutes. And then he told me that in Kelim, in one of the yeshivas, they had a seder. The seder was my for five minutes. And they would come back from, you know, wherever they were, 2 o'clock to 2.05. Rabbi, at 2.05, he brings them to the ah, as it said. And again, it was to train them, five minutes here, five minutes there, five minutes there, it all adds up. The problem is, we uh, discount the time. We miss with the time. So he was trying to teach me a lesson. So we said it in Ashab based on his story, based on this pasuk over here. Berega katon. If a person comes along and says, Borei Olam says, Azavtich, I leave you. That's a great one. There's no such thing as Rega Katon. Rega is not Katon, Rega is Gadol. Every second is, is, is great. You can turn it into, in, into eternity. And therefore the Nabi is giving a Musab. Rega Katon, Azavtich. However, you have to gather all those moments, all the five minutes, and all the five minutes. Then, if you know how to gather all those small amount of times, then already it arouses. means. It was a small amount of time that I was angry at you, God says. God says, I turned my head away from you. However, all that anger and all that hastarat panim, which is only going to be compared to a small amount of time against the rahamim that I'm going to show you at the time of the third Beit HaMikdash. So the Benish Hai writes, Geulot Rishonot Shayu Al Yedeh Shaliyah. The first Geulah was done Al Yedeh Moshe Rabbeinu that was a Geula that was followed by a Galut and then you had Galut Bavel and that was also by the prophets they came and redeemed us anytime there was a Geula that was brought upon by a human it's followed by a Galut but Geula Ha'atida liyot b'merabi yamenu shete al yedo yidbarach it's going to happen by God himself en ahare ha'shi'bud just like God is eternal, says, when I redeem you, it's not a temporary chesed. It's chesed olam. Chesed olam means it's an eternal chesed. Chesed olam daika. Why? Because the pasuk says, Amar Goalech Adonai, because the Goalech is Hashem. Amar Goalech Hashem. When the Goalech is from Hashem, then you don't have to be worried about something that's going to follow. And then Boreolam completes the promise through the prophet Yeshayahu. Kimen Noah. What's Men Noah? The waters of Noah. God, the flood. At the end of the Mabul, Boreolam made a Shivu'ah. That what was the Shivu'ah? That he's not going to bring another flood into the world. Zotli. That's the uh, proof that I'm going to redeem you. What does it mean? Asher nishba'ati me'avor me'noah. I swore to you, for those that got saved from the Mabul, Noah and his family, me'avor. There'll never be again me'mabul. That's going to destroy the world. Ala'aris. Ken, so too, nishba'ati, I swear, 
מקצוף עלייך ומגעורבך, which means after I redeem you at the time of the final galut, just like I promised not to be another mabud, there's not going to be another galut either. Which is he's comparing it to Menoah. Just like I swore to you that there's not going to be another one of these, and it never happened again, so too I'm telling you that my anger is going to subside. I swear to you, I swear that my anger will not continue when we go back and chastising you forever. He says, the mountains will move from their place. From the, the mountains and the hills will dissipate. Why? From the great noise when God reveals himself. But my kindness will never leave B'nai Israel. My covenant of peace to you will never waver. Now, what does he mean over here at the end about these, uh, these mountains? So the Ram over here says a tremendous, tremendous Musar. He says, why did God create mountains in the world? I never knew. I didn't know why he creates mountains in the world. Maybe to show his, uh, his majesty, show how great he is. So he says, the mountains are actually to minimize the winds. If there would be no mountains, the winds don't have anywhere to break. The mountains break the velocity of the winds. If there's no mountains, the winds are going to come and... So the Benish Haydn says, but why did God create winds? So he says, the winds actually come from the speech of a person. He says, when a person speaks, Lashon Mekubalim right, that there's air that's coming out of his mouth. That air that he speaks, Lashon eventually turns into storms and tempests, and it's bidah connected bidah. When a person uses his ruach the wrong way, it activates the ruachot, and as a result of the Lashon Ara, has to put these mountains there in order to stop the, uh, the, 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 the destruction of the Lashon. So he writes like this. Pasuk writes in Amos, Yoser Harim, Bore Olam creates mountains, Ubore Ruach. And Bore Ruach from the speech of the person. Umagid Adam Masiho. And he's going to show the person Masiho, the damage of what his conversation is. What's, what's the connection between Yosef Arim, Bore Ruach, Magid Adam Masiho? It sounds like three random things. He says, Vainu ki ha medaber debarim asurim belashon ara, choshet medato, mamasi suraito, I just spoke some words, hagim alash. Ruach huze, ve'eno klum, it's just air, hot air. And therefore I didn't do anything. Ki vaday ha ruach po'er, the ruach does something. Vada'aya, the proof of the matter is, Yosef Arim, God says, look at the mountains, why do I have to create mountains? I had to create mountains in order to minimize the ruach that you created. Bishvil shebore ruach. Yotzer harim, because you bore ruach. The person is bore ruach from the... The imloayu harim, haya ruach mahari ba'olam. The ruach will destroy the world. Ve'lachen vaday magid le'adam. They're going to tell the person, masiho, masiho, which means even the... You think it's mabekak, it's not. Those things that you thought were just ma. It's not, it's, uh, it's powerful. He says, Nimsa heharim nibre'u ba'olam b'shvil lehagen min hezek ha-ruach. That's the main function of the mountains, to protect from the wind. Ve'aruach min ha-shem ba'olam ma'amad kilkut b'nei adam b'dibburim. Ama la'atid lavo. There's not going to be any more yet, Sarara. 
and there's going to be what? Shalom amongst the people. And therefore there's not going to be any more need for the winds. And once there's not going to be any more need for the winds, there's not going to be any more need for the mountains. And that's where the Pasuk says, The mountains are going to be disappeared. There's not going to be any So he comes along and he says that the, uh, the Brit is actually 612, which is uh, what the Kolel is 613. It means the person already is going to have Brit Shalomi, a covenant of the Torah, which is the peace covenant that is not going to be strife between the people anymore. And as a result, Amar Merahamech, the merciful one, which is God, says, and therefore, Abotai, uh, although it's a, a short haftarah, quickly we review the lessons that we learned. The first lesson we learned is that B'nai said does not have, we're like Akara, we don't have any. Uh, descendants that are going to go down into Gehinnam. Israel is going to expand. But the Torah said, Don't forget the Vav. You have to make from Kadesh, Kadosh. Yosef, that's the Vav, the stake. Hazeki. Yamin Usmol Tefrosi. Yamin Usmol is Yaakov Abinu. Yaakov Abinu is Chesed and Geburah together. Tefrosi. That's the one that Petra is going to be Vizarech, Goyim Yiraz, Goyim is Gimel Yom. That's Kenege Tuesday, which is Kitov twice, which is Kenege the third Bet HaMikdash. It's also referring to the three holidays. That the Atid Lavo, we're going to be able to keep the three holidays. And the Hoi Goy Choteh is going to turn into Avraham Hayoye the Goy Gadol. Al Tiri Kilot Tebosh, Al Kilot Tachpiri. And then it says over here, don't be afraid. From the destruction of the first Beit Hamikdash, kilot evosh to be a second one. from the second one, kilot apiri. You're not going to be shamed forever. Kiboshet alumayik the bushah that you had in the first Beit Hamikdash, the sky is going to be forgotten from the second. Vehadpat al menutayik of the second, lot deskiri old from the third. Maybe the third is going to be destroyed also. Kibo alayik osayik, and kadosh baruchu is going to build the third Beit Hamikdash. Vego alech kedosh Yisrael, and it was going to be. Permanent. Gadol aharon menarishon. Aharon doesn't mean aharon. Aharon means there's going to be something after it. And what's the name is? From the dam of the simanim of Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's what the British Chai said. hadam leot alabatim. That the dam that was called ot aharon and there was something, ot aharon, there was something after it, the dam. So that dam is a siman for the batim as well. And then it says, and the lesson we learned on that, that sometimes Bura Olam leaves us for a moment, and you say, how can they leave us for a moment? We're doing all these zikhuyot. It's only in order to bring us to the Hamim Gedolim. And that's the story we said from Rabbi Yitzhak Halavan. After Kippur, when something happens, after the Christ is doing something great, you know that's Abrahamim Gedolim And that's what we said, what we're going through now is that Rega Katon. Finally, we said also, the Rega Katon, we don't minimize the Rega Katon. God says, Rega Katon? If you think a rega is katon, azavtich, I leave you. On the contrary, Abrahamim gedolim akabetzech. You have to gather the gather the times. And Menoah, that's a, we'll talk about it when we get to Parashat Noah. And finally, we said that the atid was not going to be a need for the mountains. The mountains are only there to protect us from the wind that we created. But the atid is going to be brit shedomi. It's not going to be lashon ara and yetzer ara. 
And as a result, Amar Berachamech Adonai. Baruch Adonai. Amen. Amen. So nice little summary of the uh, of the final. Uh, what we have? Ah. Uh, okay. We can't do the Zoom guys on the Kaddish. Sorry, boys.